You're listening to the Slavic Literature Pod, your shelf-help guide to all things Slavic. I'm Cameron Lolana. And you may know me as Mac Erasmovich. One might indeed. And today we're covering part one, chapter 25 of Vasily Grossman's Life and Fate, talking about Voltaire, talking about Fett, talking about eh, it's that kind of a sexual vitamin deficiency, which sounds like an it's always sunny, but but it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk about poetry, Matt, today. Let's talk about the pre-revolution. Let's talk about, uh, we've had a lot of kind of czarist era characters showing up here. Yeah, we have now that you kind of mentioned it, but... This chapter, we get introduced to another one of the tenants in this city-like communal apartment, uh, someone else who is uh, living in the same, you know, apartments. I don't want to call it a complex. Uh, uh, living under the same roof and shared wall space as Eugenia. Uh, that's probably <laughs> the best way to put it, I guess. Complex sounds too grand for what for it sure. was. Yeah. Um, you know. So this is Shagorodsky, and he is this um, sort of an esthete. He's this guy who's re- really into poetry and art, and he's he is really kind of funnily compared to Krimov, who as an absolute um, uh, philistine. I mean, this man not only knows nothing about art, but couldn't know anything if if he tried. Uh, Krimov, of course, Jenny's former husband who she kind of is kind of is uh, down bad for in this chapter. <laughs> um, so where, where to start with him? I'm really not sure. Uh, a few things. In, in the main thing on his characterization is just that he loves to read poetry, Fett being his favorite, and he loves to uh, write his own and recite his own in a very dramatic fashion. And he also is completely useless. Uh, not only useless, but utterly unhelpful to everybody that he meets. And the narrator says that he's a sort of man about whom people say he's got the soul of a child or he's as kind as an angel. And yet he could walk straight past a hungry child or ragged old woman begging for crust, feeling quite indifferent, still muttering his favorite lines of poetry. <laughs> and this sort of makes me... Like, think back to this last chapter with Ludmila as the sort of witness of all this cruelty. And she says, she's talking about where does all this cruelty come from? And a lot of it, I think, is just this indifference. Mm. Um, Now, the people in her chapter were granted a lot meaner to the people around them. But there's just a lot of this indifference. You're just so self-involved that you don't even notice. You don't even care to notice what's going on around you, which is, uh, I should say, not just a Soviet phenomenon. Yeah, that's a pretty modern one in all contexts. But also, um, I think, too... Why does Gen is... Z walk around muttering their favorite lines of poetry? <laughs> I can see the articles being written. But also, I think, too, at least when I'm approaching this, uh, you have not only um, not only Shukarotsky, but you also have... Limonov coming in for a little bit more of an appearance. Limonov is the one, the artist, um, who, well, what, what is he? The creative of some sort. The the well-connected person that Genya in, in the previous chapter spoke to, was friends with, was a friend of her the father's. The book lists him as a, a man of letters. Man of letters, there we go. 
who, after mentioning her her plight to him, managed to get a, a organized thing such that she was able finally able to get a residency permit. And in this chapter, he decides, well, I would like some payment for that. Hello, daughter of my good friend. What if perhaps you gave me a sexual favor in return for this? Uh, and when he's just kind of like slowly just grabbing her body. Anyway, so we've got like him, who's also this old kind of artiste, uh, man of letters. And after Eugenia rebuffs him and he accepts it, uh, Shagorotsky shows up and the two of them fall in a conversation and they get really into these older artists. And Eugenia uh, almost has the sense that they are embarrassed that she's listening to them, that she's there at all. And when listening to them, she has this odd feeling that she suddenly understands Kremov better. Like she is utterly alienated from these two. It is almost Soviet in, in comparison. She's the, the Soviet representative here because she doesn't really get them in comparison to her lived experience. When I'm looking at that, I could almost read that as, and I think this is arguable, a, a, like a rebuff against anyone who's a little bit too idealized about the past or about the say cultural highs about the past because it tends to be the case that when people look back at the past they see certain cultural peaks right and not the other realities and Genia, as much as she has previously been this sort of bohemian in in this book is almost a little more practical at least practical by soviet standards she's bohemian by soviet standards you know given her life but is still kind of soviet she's still of her society she sees people who are out of place children of another time and realizes she she can she is still a child at this time she feels off but then she sees a real child of another time and realizes she still has a place here there was a a boomy think really the thing that you posted yesterday on the grossman and pasternak not debate but just the the difference whatever book the, the pop-up book that you were uh reading from Vasily Grossman in the Soviet century uh, and the differences between the two sort of styles and Grossman really is more not like utilitarian but he's more um, he's clearer mm. and I think that this point is coming through which is just sort of probing and asking the question well like what use is art to us if it is not if it's not moving us in any direction if it's not making you a better person which is one of the claims that people make about 19th century uh, the great Russian uh, golden age it has some ethical moral something that we need to learn from to make us better to make us more empathetic and Will Grossman's saying well no it's clear, it clearly didn't I mean look at like look at what the people are like they're not more empathetic they're not better people for having read um, as a matter of fact just be, you know the more you read you can be just as bad as somebody else you can be just as indifferent and this is an interesting question to me uh, that he's sort of bringing in on, on the role of art. And uh, I'm not going to solve it for you or for anybody because no one solves it uh, because how could you? But it's an interesting question that he's starting to pose. Yeah, uh, we will not solve the art. We will not solve the problem of either art or morality for you in this this series. So, Once well, we solve how to use art, then we'll go back to what is art. And we'll do that sure. in probably one, two episodes max. It's an <laughs> right. easy one. No By one's the even end, talking about it. I hardly hear anyone pose that question. What is art? You know, exactly. And you know, when they they don't they don't answer that. They can't answer what is morality in art, and they can't answer what is morality in life. And once we get there, I mean, we've we've done it. You don't need to listen to anything else. You're done. I I feel like I could just hear like uh, one of my boomer relatives you just like screaming into the void. You wrote a whole dissertation about art. You don't even know what it is. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and uh, they're kind of right, honestly. <laughs> I think that's about all we had to talk about today. Um, and from here we go to another Shboshnikova sister, and we will be hearing an interesting tale about that tomorrow. You'll hear from us again soon. Hey, 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 hey.